Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Doink and Doink Connection Podcast, where Dave and I talk all things professional wrestling. Wrestling. I said professional a little weird there, didn't I? Yeah, just a, just a touch. Eh. We're not, pro- we're not professionals. No, we're not professionals We are amateur yes. podcasters. Yes. So, this episode is episode number 21. We were going to be going over the Wednesday Night Wars. Yes. For this week. Both both weird episodes. Yeah. Um, Especially Fan NXT coming off of Portland. Yeah, that it, was a really, really odd episode coming into NXT. Yeah, and uh, when we get to AEW... Um, not saying somebody called the uh, tag team turmoil match. I liked AEW. Yeah, AEW. Very good. Yeah, it was very good. This was this was considering NXT came out of Portland, yeah. and certain segments were a little bit clunky. Yeah. Um, AEW really kind of took the ball this week. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially when you consider the tag team match for yep. the number one contendership. Yeah. The tag Young, team title match. Young Bucks, tag team title match. Um, the steel the, cage, the match. steel cage match. I mean, this um, was this was really good. The um, debut of Jeff Cobb that floundered a little bit. Yeah, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Yeah. So let's start with NXT though. Yeah. Uh, show opened with the UE. Yeah. Which it's sad to see them with only one belt in their possession right now. Yeah. But it's it's fitting. It's time for the belts to start going on other people. Well, the thing was is when all the belts were in the UE. It worked nicely to have all the belts fulfill the prophecy to do what they said they were going to do last year. But the thing was, is it kind of put all the belts on lockdown a little bit. Yeah, it, it, we've said this multiple times that faces make better chasers. We've said that. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, it gets to a point where the, where if you have all the belts on a specific faction for too long, it gets stale. You want different champs. Well, like, the the NXT Tag Team Division is a great example of yeah. that. Yeah. There's really good tag teams in the NXT Tag Division, whether you go over to the UK side or if you just stay in NXT US. Yeah. You know, you have the Forgotten Sons, and you have now the Broserweights, and you have Grizzle Young, Grizzle Young Veterans, and Gallus, and Imperium, South Coast, Sultra, South Coast Subculture, Only Larkin and Danny Birch. You have all these really good tag teams, but when... The Undisputed Era is kind of caught up in these other storylines, whether it's Velveteen Dream, whether it's Tommaso Ciampa, whether it's Johnny Gargano. It felt like those other two titles, and the United States Championships, um, the North American Championships, another example of that. Yeah, they because back burner. Be, yeah, because if, if Roddy Strong still held the North American title and brought it into a blood feud with Velveteen Dream... That feud would become a feud for the North American title. It wouldn't be so much about the blood feud. Correct. It, so to take that belt off of them a few weeks back, uh, was it? It was just an NXT. It was just an NXT but, taping. Yeah. To take that belt off of him, um, felt right at that time because now he has his full focus not on just defending the belt, but getting revenge. Against Dream for yeah. what he's been doing. Yeah, correct. And that's what kind of this promo that they yeah. opened up with. You know, um, Cole comes out and basically says that, you know, a desperate man will never, you know, accomplish what he's looking for. Um, calling Tommaso Ciampa desperate and stuff yeah. like that. And then essentially Roddy Strong just steals yeah, this whole spotlight. And then Dream's music hits. And there's a little bit of back and forth between the two of them. Well, Dream's saying stuff to him. Yeah. And Strong basically is just like, I've got to do this on my own. That's another segment that they talk about later on. Where he's like, guys, don't come down to the ring. I I need to prove 
then I'm a, I'm man enough to beat the dream by myself. Yeah. And you know, we'll get to that match, but it was just it was it was a good promo. Um it was odd seeing the UE opening up this show considering how NXT came Take, off how takeover Take came off the air. Yeah. But I liked the way that they worked Champa into this, into this yeah. later on in the show. Yeah. Um up next, in my opinion, my personal opinion, match of the night. Well, yeah, there weren't too many matches. So, yeah. yeah. NXT Cruiserweight Championship between Jordan Devlin and Leo Rush. Mauro Ronaldo basically said it in the most asinine way, but I'll, I'll, I'll translate it to real people speak. Put, put two guys in the Cruiserweight division in the ring, give them 20 minutes, and they will put on a show. All the time. Without that, a doubt, no matter who you pull out of all this the time. division, and and Devlin got hurt early in this match. Yeah, he, he, did. he kept going to his ribs like he was legitimately hurt yeah. at one point, and the referee kept coming up to him. And Devlin playing the heels like just back off, back yeah. off. I'm fine. I'll finish this match. Yeah, such a good match. Yeah. Such a good match. Even um, and they both hit their spots. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Rush hit his uh, his uh, time time something. I don't know the name of his move. Final hour? The final hour. It's the final hour, yeah. Yeah. And Jordan Devlin, obviously, he won with the Devlin side. Yeah, but I I love his his lead up to the Devlin side. I love that that headbutt. And yeah. he just holds on to the guy's wrist. Yeah. As he's recovering from the headbutt himself, and then he pulls him up, does the Devlin side. And side slam, yeah. One, two, three. So good. Really good match, guys. I mean, two... Two very flag very... bearers of this division. Yes, yes. I cannot wait to see more of these guys um, facing each other. You know, give me another fatal four way match. I don't care what some people said about that match. That match was the world's collide match of the night. Yeah, and that match was incredible. Yes, give me more of it. Yeah. Give me more. Um, up next, we had it was meant to be a match by uh, Austin Theory. Yes. He was meant to have a match on NXT. And before the match could even start, Champa just comes down to the ring. Yeah, while, while Theory's while music, music is still playing. Yeah. He comes down to the ring, grabs a mic, and says, I thought you were my brother. I thought you were my friend, Johnny Gargano. And I'm trying to remember exactly what he said. Oh, he said he was trying to get his life back. Yeah. And what happened was is he, he was so focused on that that he wasn't keeping an eye on his surroundings he wasn't paying attention and there were little signs telling him that things might be wrong like the re the fact that they reunited for a match and it was all the little ways that johnny was talking to him and acting with him and pretending to be his best friend correct and he's like i should have paid attention to those signs but i'm not gonna allow that to happen now i i know where my attacks are coming from and then theory kind of walks up to him and he goes not today, kid. You, you don't want this today. Just let me say what I have to say. Get back in your corner. Yeah. And that's it. And then Theory stupidly attacks him. And Champa lays him out. Out. Barrier to barrier to bat. What, 15 times? Yeah. Theory was. Theory couldn't go on to and his the, match. And the difference between, between main roster WWE and NXT. Is those are metal bar barriers, yeah. like police barricade barriers yeah. underneath cloth, yeah. not like padded barriers. Yep. Yeah. So that's like independent show barriers. Yep. 
that hurts. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And what I like about this is that this gives you somebody for Champa to give a rub to a little bit. Yeah. He's going to beat Theory. I mean, I don't, oh, without I don't, a doubt I next don't, week. I don't think that Theory goes over unless... You know, champion. Unless Gargano gets involved with a surprise roll up. Yes. You know what I mean? And don't do it, please. Don't. All right, WWE, if you listen, probably not. There's no way don't Austin Theory will get a clean pin or clean tap out of Tom, uh, Tommaso, Tommaso Champa. Champa. Yeah, no, no, no. So, Theory's just going to get the rub by being in the ring with him. And this is something that Theory needs because, unfortunately, he's not. He he's not been on TV enough. You know what I mean? I think he's had what two NXT TV matches. Yeah, and I'm sure they're using him a lot on the road, but we don't get to see that. Yeah, no. So we have to see a little bit more of what he's doing. Yeah. So, um, up next a another thrown together tag team, which this one really irks me because it's not just two random guys. These are guys that have had feuding matches on 205 Live. And they put them together, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde. And I like how they tried to play this. Like they tried to say, like these guys have feuded with each other. They understand each other's abilities, and they wanted to work together to try and get the ranks up in the tag division. Yeah, they're gonna have a match tomorrow night. They're they're facing each other at two o five live tomorrow yeah. night. Yeah, yeah, they're facing each other at two o five live tomorrow night. Yeah, and there are uh, so right many there? O- there are so many other people you could have put in in this spot. To yeah. face GYV. Yeah. And you didn't. And I mean, one of these people you could have kind of put in this spot is the Forgotten Sons, Sons who kind of show up later on for who were a little. Call, who were like called out by GYV? Yeah, about, about neck beards and stuff yeah. like that. Which um, I've got myself a little bit of a neck beard myself. So, like, uh, mine, mine mainly comes from the chin. I'm kind of happy with it. Yeah. You know, good German genes over here. Um, I'm Irish. Sorry. Everything grows hair. Um, so I didn't quite understand this except for the fact that you didn't want to put the heel versus heel dynamic yet. Yeah. So you had to throw some face tag team in there. So who are the face tag teams? Um, um the Broserweights. Yeah. Birch and Lorcan. Birch and Lorcan. But they were facing each other. Yeah. So who else? Nobody. You that's, don't have another tag team. It's about DIY, but that's that's that w- dead. Dead. <laughs> that's dead. That's, I mean, that's DOA. That's dead on arrival. Yeah, I mean, you have uh, Mustache Mountain. Yeah, but but like again, you're not gonna put them against GOIV because as, that's happened. Yeah, but the thing is, is um, NXT UK had um, a match for Trent Seven this past week. Yes. So what ends up happening is it, it kind of it doesn't allow you to have him in two places yeah. at once. Yeah. So again. This is kind of a fault of having your tag titles on Redragon for as long as you did, because by doing that, you moved some of your face tag teams to Raw and to SmackDown. Yeah, like with Street Profits, Street would, Profits, Viking Raiders. That would have been perfect for them. Correct. Well, unfortunately, it wouldn't have been perfect. No, for them because, because they would have taken a loss. Yeah, GYV went over. Yeah, but again, you threw a couple of guys together, a couple of guys who have very similar styles. Yeah, you know, so they work well together, and their matches on 205 Live are more of like not feuding matches. It's more of like respect, respect for each for other. Respect for competition. Like Raul Mendoza was the flag bearer of, you know, like that Lucha Libre style yeah. in NXT. Yeah. And then 
Joaquin Wilde came up behind him and now it's followed him to 205. And now it's like, all right, they're just having these like matches of like almost like luchador yeah. style. Correct. Sith Lord versus Sith Apprentice. Or yeah. in this case, Jedi Lord versus Jedi Apprentice. Yeah. But I got to talk in heel talk, so it is what it is. Yeah. Um, GYV obviously goes over in this match. And then they do the promo they calling out. They cut the promo talking about neckbeards, you know. Which they, that's more of a shot at like um, wrestling critics. Like, not, like, licensed critics, but, yeah. like, kind of us critics, but, like, people that actually, like, put down everything in wrestling. Yeah. Um, we actually boost up pretty much everything in wrestling. We try. Um, I mean, it's, t- it's tough to boost a couple of things here tonight, but, we, yeah, we try. You're right. Um, but then, cutting ahead a little bit, uh, Grizzly Young Veterans take offense to this. You mean um, Forgotten Sons? Uh, Forgotten Sons take offense to this. So that could build a, build a match where it's, like... Uh, tag team that everybody hates against tag team that people actually are uh, heel that everyone hates versus a heel that some people hate because like I feel like the heels that everybody hate 100% of Forgotten Sons GYV are kind of getting a little bit behind people are getting a little bit behind them yeah unless they're because the they're UK. seeing their talent yeah unless they're in the UK in, in in the US they're getting people are getting behind them because they see their talent yeah in the UK they're the most hated tag team yeah yeah but see the thing is is I almost see it actually going the other way. Because you of think the people fact- are going to get behind Forgotten Sons? Well, kind of because of the fact that you had GYV call everybody, you know... Neckbeards. Neckbeards, and that America isn't the land of the home and the free. It's, you know, the land of neckbeards and... The you obese. Know, yeah, exactly. So, I almost see it going the other way. Okay. So. Yeah, I can I can see that. Speaking of tag teams, another tag team match. Um, the Broserweights. This was... The beginning promo, I'd say, is a segment oh. of the night. Oh, because so good. Matt Ritt- So they start off by they coming out. Through the crowd. Through the crowd. No Brosomobile. No. Fist bumping everybody. Fist bumping literally everybody. I- and and Riddle's going through doing his like happy bumping, and then Dunn's hand's just kind of up yeah, there. Yeah, just up so everybody would just bump him. But he's and just- he's, not, he's not putting anything to, into it. He's just having everybody just like bump on the way. Yep. And, like, Riddle got up on, like, one of the rafters and was fist-bumping people, and Riddle was like, or not Riddle, Dunn Dunn. was like, eh, and then stepped up there, too. Yeah. Because he's like, well, if he did it, I gotta do it. I gotta do it. Um, The promo. The promo was so good. You got the the cart impounded. (laughs) Yeah. And then they were talking about how they celebrated their win and everything, and they said, Stallion, Stallion, I'm a... I'm a machine. Stallion Dunn's a machine, but Stallion, uh, Stallion Trophy, he parted a little bit too hard. Yeah, and he caught the suspension, the yeah. thirty day wellness policy. Oh my god! I so, sent you a text hence, message as soon as he said that. Hence, why the trophy wasn't there. Yeah, he's not allowed to be present because of the suspension for thirty days. So he'll be back. He will. It'll in, come back in, in 30, thirty days. days. He'll yes. be back. So um, good. And then this led into an awesome match. No, you know how they're gonna do this? They're gonna do performance center segment where Riddle and Dunn are like working out in the performance center, and then Riddle looks up out the windows, and then there's Stallion Trophy just sitting Sit, out there, sitting out there on top and of the golf cart, and Riddle's like, "Bro!" <laughs> and then they run out to it, and he gives it a hug. Oh, that'd be awesome! And and Dunn's like, "What in the hell are did, you doing? What what did I get myself into? What did I get myself into? That's exactly what Dunn's gonna think. He's like, just, my God." Book it, WWE. Book that. Oh man! But um, you want to do a comedy segment, right? Book that. No, don't don't book it. Let him. Let Riddle just do it. 
nobody's writing this stuff for Riddle. No, Riddle's doing this Riddle's 100% doing on himself. himself. Just let him do him. You know what yeah. I mean? Kind of like they let Bray Wyatt do Bray Wyatt. Let, let, and let uh, truth do truth. Exactly. Just let these guys do it. Fire all your writers. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. You hear some of the ways some of these wrestlers talk nowadays. Like Ricochet talks like some kind of superhero. It, it doesn't work for him. No, it doesn't. So just let the guys talk and let them do their thing. Now, to the in-ring stuff, this match was fire. Yeah. This match was un- unbelievable. But that's because you have the the brawlers, Lorcan and Birch, yeah. against submission masterminds of uh, Riddle and Don. Yeah, but it was just so good. Such good striking in this match. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, you get the you, you get the pinfall over um, Oni Larkin. Larkin's the one who has a Yeah, Dunn Dun hits the, the... He splits the fingers into a ripcord knee. Yeah. That was so good. Um great match yeah it was champs go over yep which is what you needed um you know how they do the riddle drops down to one knee and does his arms open yeah and, and dunn does the thing with his hands yeah he did it with the, they do it with the belts now yep and it's so much better because he has the belt hanging out of his teeth yeah but he did that when he used to have the uh uk championship yeah too. so it's just a callback to that well, no i knew he's done that since the independence yeah scene. yeah yeah but i'm just saying like it looks so much better with the belts and riddle's yeah. got the belt around his chest he and, wears the belt very similarly to Bailey. Yes. And then, um, how do they leave this match? Through the crowd. Yeah. Fist bumping everybody. Doing their little things inside the crowd. And the funny part is, is so Dunn jumps the railing, and Riddle wants to jump the railing, and he's like, oh, I got my belt in my hand. And he just hands it to a fan. Yeah. The girl's just holding the belt like, what? Really? I'm holding, I'm holding the belt? It was because awesome. that's Matt Riddle for you. Exactly. That's 100% Matt. Then he comes over, he takes the belt, fist bump, and so You know the up. first wrestler that I ever met on the independent scene? Who's that? Matt Riddle. Okay. Yeah, I went to a, uh, I think it was a Beyond Wrestling event, and he had a match, I think it was against Joey Janela. Okay. And that match was amazing. And I have somewhere, I need to find it, a Matt Riddle autograph. <laughs> When he was on the independent scene back in like 2016. That's awesome. Actually, it was from, I have a poster on my door behind me of uh, Beyond Wrestling, Seven Years of Bad Luck. It was from that show. Oh, really? Yeah. Up next, North American champion Keith Lee takes on Kona Reeves. Um, he didn't take on Kona Reeves. He squashed Kona Reeves. Yeah, basically he came out to cut a promo. Kona Reeves decided to come down to the ring. Uh, this turned into a five-second squash, and three of those five seconds was Kona Reeves being pinned. Yeah. That was it. Kona Reeves. Wasn't it a... Uh, it wasn't supposed to be a match. No, I'm saying... Oh, Big Bang Catastrophe. Yeah. Was what he hit. That's it. Big Bang Catastrophe. Match over. And this led into Dijakovic coming down, saying that he's not done with Keith Lee yet. He... If he hadn't hurt his back doing that Spanish fly, he would have been able to get Keith Lee up. And he knows that if he had hit the feast your eyes, that he would be the champion. And Keith Lee kept saying, all I keep hearing is ifs, ifs, ifs from you. But you didn't do it. But you know what? If you can convince Regal to book it, I'll face you again. But then Lee did a very heel thing at the end of this. He took the mic and he kind of jammed it into Dijak's chest. Versus just dropping the mic and walking out of the ring. He kind of like pushed it into Dijak's chest, and Dijak was taken aback a little bit about this. Now, I don't think the turning him heel or anything. No, I just think it's, I just it's think this he's, feud. Yes. It's these two guys. I'd almost call it like brotherly competition. Yes. Like 
they have to prove that they're better than each other. Yes. That's kind of what it is. And that's how it's always been their feud. Yeah. All the way back to PWG. Yep. Yeah. So I I, I liked it. It's it, it is what it is. Let's let's get a couple of matches, another match, maybe two matches out of this. But you need to get Keith Lee and that title to move on. There is Killian Dane out there. There is Damian Priest out there. There is Cameron uh, Grimes. Cameron Grimes. There's plenty uh, of people out Bronson there. Bronson Reed. Yes, that you can have good <laughs> matches with. That isn't just Dijakovic. Yeah. Up next was it, the sloppy segment, in my opinion. All right. This is where the show actually went south. Real south, real quick. And it was just the way that the segments were booked, whether it was this or the main event. Yeah. It got sloppy. Yeah, it did. And that's not NXT. Like, yeah. I'm not used to seeing NXT get sloppy, but now, it got sloppy. Now, the reason I say this sloppy is it's not because of the match. The match was all right. Yeah. But it was... They decided to put a Bianca Belair promo calling out Charlotte Flair... In the middle of the match. In the middle of the match. Not like interrupting the match and the match ends right away and then she cuts her promo. No. She stopped the match in the very middle of the match, cut her promo, left the ring... Match continued. It was just odd. It yeah. was just odd. Now, the match we didn't mention, it was uh, Chelsea Green uh, accompanied by Robert Stone against Caden Carter. Yeah. And this is just Chelsea Green getting her win back over Caden Carter from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. So, it's, again, it's it's something NXT doesn't really do, which is odd, weak 50-50 booking. But this was weak 50-50 booking. Yeah. Now, I am going to preface this as a caveat. If this gives Robert Green the fuel to go after Bianca Belair, Robert, uh, Robert, Robert Stone. Stone, I'm sorry. If this gives Robert Stone the fuel to go after Bianca Belair and say, who do you think you are interrupting my client's match? You know what? I think that you should have a match against my client because my client and I are unhappy with what you just did. If that kind of gives... If that gives Chelsea Green a match against an A plus Bianca Belair, A plus uh, NXT one, <clears throat> yeah, even Bianca if it's Belair. a short match, yeah, even if it's a six, seven minute match, just so th- she gets the rub with being in a match with Bianca Belair this early into her NXT career, I'm fine with it. Yeah, but that has to happen. Otherwise, that was a this total se- waste, a total of waste a of a segment because you could have just essentially done you know, this segment. You know what you could have done there? You could put Johnny Gargano. You know who you could put there? Finn Balor. Yes. I understand you want to get these women on TV because you've been talking about uh, Chelsea Green. You have all and these Robert Stone brand. And, yeah. Yes. These pa- past couple of weeks. And I understand you need to get her on TV. But this wasn't how to do it. Get her interrupted in the middle of her match. No offense, but if you watch the crowd, they're not watching the match. They're watching Bianca Belair leave the ring. Yeah. So it takes away from the match. And talk about the a match being taken away from with how stiff... And how shoot they made the Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. People were not into this match at NXT. No, no. At full sale. No. The crowd was not into it until Velveteen Dream ripped his pants off and showed basically the Rick Rude equivalent, equivalent of, a face. of a face on his crotch and on his ass. And that's when the crowd kind of got into it. Um, Dream wins very decisively in this match. And yeah. that's just because Strong was just so emotionally you know, taken aback, taken aback by everything that's happening. Yeah, but and then the, it, match of was, course, <clears throat> as strong. So I think this, 
I could be very wrong by saying this, but I think this could cause some turmoil in the UE because Strong specifically said, I want to do this on my own. Yes. He didn't win, but then UE came out and attacked anyway. Yes. I get it's brothers protecting brothers, but if Roderick Strong wanted to be the bigger man, he would take that loss and roll with it and take on Dream again in the future. Yeah. He wouldn't let his boys come out and attack Dream. Yeah, I think I think um I think this is going to end up uh really turn maybe maybe removing Strong from he's he's going to be so concerned with Dream. He's going to be so consumed with revenge against Velveteen Dream that, that he's going to split ways with the UA. Yeah, because he's going to be like guys you got to stop helping me i gotta do this on my own this isn't about the ue this is about roderick strong this is about my my wife and my son this isn't about you guys and that's maybe how you built his character away from the ue a little bit yeah um but this match was just odd man it had a shoot feel to it and i didn't like it i i I was so taken aback by it and i that's really what hurt nxt for me was these last last two two segments segments, yeah really the beginning of it was relatively solid was, was good it was good. It opened with the wrong people, in my opinion. It should have opened with a Champa promo. But then the way you worked Champa into the show worked well. Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna do a Bel Air promo, not why? Why not let her open the show? Why? Why yeah. let the UE open the show? Like there was ways around what they did at the beginning of the show, but then they worked it, mm-hmm. and then they ruined it in the last two segments. Yeah. That's just how I look at it. So. Yeah. Up next to a show that was very solid, in my opinion. AEW. Oh, Dynamite. AEW. Dynamite won this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. It was a very good show. It all starts with that tag team battle royal. That Which you called. I know. I'll give you the credit. You called. The Bucks won it. Yeah. And the Bucks. I thought, what, I said, I thought it was going to be the Butcher and Blade. Yeah, you saw Butcher and Blade. That's what you said. Yeah. Um, I like how it ended where it was um, LAX and, and just and uh, one buck, Matt Jackson. Yeah. Because Nick Jackson got took uh, taken out earlier in the match due to something. I feel like it was Dark Order or something that had him um, eliminated. I can't remember. There's just so much that ha- happened in this match. It was just, again, you got four tag teams in there. And there's just so much going on. And was, um, I think it was more than four tag teams, dude. I think it was like six. Was it six? I think it was six tag teams. Again, so many bodies. Yeah. It, 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 there's a lot going on. But at the end of the day... The Bucks go over. Yeah, Bucks Matt get a Jackson title shot. eliminated both Santana and Ortiz with Sammy Guevara at the at ringside. Yep. So who kept getting himself kind of involved in this match? Well, yeah, that's what's going to happen with the inner circle. Yep. Um, but this is going to lead into the tag team match that I want to see the, to get the, 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 the possible the, splitting of the elite. Yes, correct. Well, what you feel is a splitting of the elite. What I feel is. Just oh, the, the transfer of belts? The, well, the transfer of belts, but the splitting of Omega and... That's what I mean. Because technically, all four of these guys are part of the Elite. Yeah, but... It's the splitting of Elite taking Paige out of the Elite and okay. bringing back the original yeah, Elite. But now heel Elite. Yeah, because the, origi- be the, the original Elite, before being the Elite, came out on YouTube, before they started doing that, was Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega. Yeah. That was the elite of Bullet Club. Yeah. That was the elite of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then Cody got involved. And then Hangman got involved. And for a little while, Marty Skrull got involved. 
they were all part of the elite. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, because Skrull's on ROH, um, Cody's doing his own thing with the Bloodline. Yep. Or not the Bloodline, but like the the Rhodes family. Yeah. Um, and then the elite right now is the Bucks, Kenny, and Paige. Yep. This is going to pull Paige away from it. Paige will become the face out of this against a heel elite. Yep. Up next, Shanna versus Chris Statlander with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, on commentary. Let her talk every week. Please. Just let her talk. She's one of the best on the mic in She's AEW. She's awesome, man. In, in, in wrestling. Not just AEW, yeah. in wrestling. So they had her on commentary. Yeah, it was a it was a good match. It was a very hard-hitting match. Um, a lot of strikes, a lot of different slams to inflict the majority of the punishment in this match. Yep. Um, winner goes to Statlander. She yes. hits her pile driver. Um, it's a modified pile driver. Yeah. It looks really painful. It's devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like Chris Statlander. I think she'll find her way into the title picture very shortly. Yeah, I want to see her and uh, Britt Baker. That that I guarantee that's what's as a number what it's building to. Match. I guarantee that's what it's building to. Up next, which was my down moment of this show. Yeah, because you're introducing a new character, and then right as soon as you Jeff introduce Cobb him. has his first match on AEW and loses. Be it he lost to John Moxley. Yeah. But have him lose to John Moxley in four weeks when he goes week after week after week defeating somebody else. John Moxley wins with the paradigm shift. I mean, it is it is a way for Cobb to get a rub to just be in the match with the guy who's going after the title. You know what I mean? It's not the right way to do it, but you, you could have had Cobb lose this in many different ways. You could have had Cobb lose this by disqualification where Jericho comes down and gets himself involved in the match and... Subsequently, you then um, you give the win to Moxley, but it's not a a, a win. But it's win. not a but it's not a pin. It's not Correct. a clean pin. For exactly. So, um, after the decisive victory um, by Moxley, um, the uh, inner circle run in. Well, yeah, and attack him. Yeah, and then Dustin Rhodes comes down to attack off Jake Hager because that's setting up a match for a Revolution. Yep. Um, and a surprise return. On this skateboard returns Darby Allen. I know. And hits everybody with the skateboard. Yep. Slaps him on the back with the with the trek of the board. Yeah. S- pokes him in the stomach, pokes him in the throat, pokes him in the crotch. Yeah. Um I could see another Darby Allen, uh possibly Sammy Guevara match. I think that'd be good. I want to see yeah, but again, the inner circle will just continue to keep taking losses though. Yeah. As has happened again. In this show. Yeah. I mean, you had LAX lose. Yeah. You had Cobb lose. Like, when is the Inner Circle going to stop winning some matches to be an actual credible threat? Well, I mean, they're not going to re- win a revolution. Jericho's going to drop that belt to he Moxley. Should. You're right. He should. Um, Up next, tag team title match between Omega and Page and Lucha Brothers. Omega and Page are on the, right, the same page right now. Yes. Because they put a clean... Win over the Lucha Brothers mm-hmm. in a phenomenal match. Oh yeah, but well, the, again, these the four, guys four guys can put on four star matches with brooms. Yes, yes. It, it, it's just it, it's it's a dynamic that is starting to work very favorably for AEW with this whole Page and Omega thing. 
Until... Which is kind of being copied a little bit. Yeah. By the WWE. With the again, Messiah. Again, and if... then with the put together tag team in NXT. Well, no, 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 no. The Messiah and Murphy won their tag team championship. And then AEW said, hey, we should copy that. that that's something we should do. And then they see a drunk and a true practitioner of the game facing each other. And WWE is like, hey, don't we have a stoner on our roster? Yeah. Yeah, I think we should copy that. Yeah, and- we have a stoner. And we have a, a joint manipulator. Yeah. So let's let's get them together. So let's put them two together. It, wait, we have a tag team tournament coming together. Yeah. We can put them together and make it seem random. Yeah. But wait, mm, we can have them win it. Yeah. And then we can have them beat Redragon and put the belts on somebody else but Undisputed Era. Ooh, because people will like that. Yes. And people like weed. Yes. Yep. So that's essentially what WWE has done. They started the template with the Monday Night Messiah and Murphy. Which was, in our opinion, when it first happened, wrong because there's a legitimate tag team right behind him, AOP. Yes. That could have held those belts. Yep. But no. And that's the same thing that happened here. <laughs> where a legitimate tag team like, held them, which was... Uh, SCU. SCU, yeah. And then there's a legitimate tag team that's part of the Elite. Yeah, which is the Bucks. The Bucks. But you put it on two random guys. What happened with Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne isn't there wasn't a legitimate tag team that's no. part of their stable. No. It's just these two guys got thrown together. Yeah. They went through the tournament because nobody was used to fighting them as a tag team. Yeah. And they and it took, worked. And they took the belts <clears throat> off of somebody that the belts were just being worn around and not being defended the way it should have been defended. Yes. So. Because these guys will defend the belts. Yes. Yes, yeah. they will. And they'll have matches every week or have scathing promos every week. Yeah. Now, back to this tag team match. This tag team match was just nonstop. Oh, Which yeah. is what you'd expect with these four guys in the ring. Every week, we kind of talk about a match that we don't want to get too in-depth with. This is the match we don't want to get too in-depth with because you just need to go and you need to watch it. Yeah. You need to let your eyes and your brain experience Melt. what this match was. Yeah. Simple as that. There were numerous This Is Awesome chants. Yeah. During this match. Because it, it just is. is. It is. I mean, fight forever. This is awesome. This is what they need. You yeah. know what I mean? So, enjoyable match. Go and watch it. That's all you have to do. And that's why AEW wins this week is because their last two segments yeah. are that match for the championship. And, and Steel Cody Cage versus Cody Wardlow. Wardlow. I mean, <laughs> what NXT did on the other side where they kind of tapered down, AEW ramped way up. Ramped way up in the last hour. Cody got Busted open. Yeah. Hardcore in this. And and just like his father, just like Ric Flair, with that platinum blonde hair, that blood yeah. just soaks in. And it yeah. looks so much more deadly than it actually is. Yeah. Um, same thing when uh Charlotte got busted open too. Yeah. Yeah. It just works. It works so well. Oh no, not it wasn't Charlotte. You're talking about um at Royal Rumble. You're talking it wasn't Charlotte. Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix. I'm pretty sure Charlotte's been busted oh, open. Oh, I'm sure too. she has, yeah. but Beth Phoenix. Beth Phoenix, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah. That's the, the most recent one. Yep. Um. So MJF was on the outside. Um. It looked like that uh, Wardlow was going to win because MJF threw the ring in and Cody took the ring off of Wardlow's hand and hit Wardlow with it himself. Yep. And then decided, oh, there's a platform up there. I'm slightly friends with Shane McMahon. High platform. I jump off of it. Yeah. And he moonsaults off of the top, which I like that this steel cage has like a legit platform. Yeah. It's not like just a bar. Yep. He did a freaking moonsault off the top of it and landed flush 
on Wardlow, pinned him one, two, three. And MJF was distraught. Yeah. Early prediction for resolu- uh, Revolution. MJF wins. No. Oh. For the advancement of the story, the heel needs to get the win. Yes. We'll see. We're not making our Revolution predictions because no. it's next week. Yeah. So we'll talk about that next week. But what makes the most sense for you to do an advancement of this storyline, you want the heel to go over in some kind of dastardly way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So that basically finishes AEW, as we mentioned. Yep. AEW won this week. Yeah. Revolution is next week. It is on the 29th. So we'll be doing our Revolution predictions next week. Yes. On our Wednesday Night Wars recap. I don't think there was any news. This uh, outside the, of Rhea Ripley being told that she can't get a new tattoo on her chest. Yeah, which is odd. I mean, I think it's. I think it's WWE doesn't want to put uh, tattoos on female wrestlers because that's why she wears tights. Yeah, because she has them all on her legs yeah. and stuff like that. I, I don't know what it is, but again, WWE has certain guidelines when it comes to how they want their female tattoos. Which is odd because Lita has them all over her arms. But that was part of the Attitude Era. True, but when she came back for Raw, yeah, but it was, on a, it, was Raw. A, it was a one-off thing. It's not yeah. like she's a full-time talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, Charlotte Flair has her tattoos, but they're very tiny. You don't really see them. She yeah. has them on her ribs, and I think she has. And them I on mean, her. when when Paige returned to in-ring con- competition, she had to cover the ones on her hands because they said eat shit. Yeah, and so, that's like because they were trying to censor, but that's also because she had tats on the outsides of her haunt. So of her hands. again. This is just something that kind of popped up. I thought it was interesting to mention just because you look at uh, the male roster, just look at Alice the Black. Yeah, exactly. The guy's just covered. He's tatted up. Head to toe. Yeah. So, uh, and there's other superstars who are the same thing, whether it was Eric Young with his big shoulder piece he has, Kevin Owens, he's got pieces all over him. So He's got a full sleeve now. Yeah. So it's, um, Heath Slater is tatted up now. Now, I'm wondering if part of the reason that they don't want Ripley to get this big piece is because of the fact that there is a healing factor in tattoos, and yeah. they want to keep her Com- uh, able to compete all the time, going to WrestleMania. You yeah. don't want her having two or three weeks off. They'll let her do it because I was wrong. There is a wrestler who's all tatted up, Re- uh, Ruby Riot. Yeah, she's, she's got loaded. full sleeves. Yeah, she's loaded. I think you're right when it comes to the healing period. If she loses, once she loses that belt, if she takes time off. She'll get the piece done then. Yeah, correct. You know what I mean? Because I think Ruby came because back with some new ink. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And that could be her return, Rhea's return as a heel to main roster. Maybe. Who knows? It's just a little interesting tidbit. You said there was news. Wanted to yeah. drop that. So. Yeah, but that's basically it. Um, Obviously, you can let us know if we missed anything. We will mention it on Saturday's show. Um, But that basically finishes this up. Obviously, go follow us over on... Um, Facebook and Instagram. David did do a post earlier today. Um, like when I say earlier, I mean like five minutes into today. Um, at twelve oh five this morning, yep. I was very asleep. Um, I don't know. I'm a night owl, man. Yeah, I'm not. Um, but obviously, go follow us over there. We're gonna try and post daily from now on. We're gonna be including 
uh, more wrestling, more sports news, as well as giving ourselves a media recommendation of the day. Yep. Essentially, whether or not it's an album, a TV show, a movie, a book, a graphic novel, graphic comic novel, book, anything, anything, anything that media related that we're kind of yeah, into a right podcast. now. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't necessarily need to be Oz. I mean, I've plugged Joe Rogan a couple of times on this podcast because his podcast is amazing. Yeah. And whenever anybody asks me about podcasts, I always put Double Dunk number one. And then Joe Rogan number two, because I enjoy Joe Rogan. I listen to him all the time. Yeah. But those will be stuff that you can watch out for all, on yeah. all of our social media. Yeah, uh, pretty much. And obviously, as we mentioned, if we missed anything or if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, uh, reach out to us on either our personals or on the Double Doink Network, Facebook, and Instagram page. Um, but that basically finishes up. Uh, this has been a Double Doink production. I have been Josh. I've been Dave. And we have two words for you. Doinks out. Doinks out.